0: You're listening to Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose, the podcast that helps you unleash your innate ability to manifest intentionally. From spiritual boss babes to industry experts and beyond, we'll learn what it really means to manifest with ease.
1: Hey y'all, welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage Podcast, a podcast where Lola, that's me, a millennial mom talks to friends about life, motherhood, and everything in between. Every Wednesday, I bring you topics that we all struggle with, whether we're a parent or not. Every stage of motherhood is awkward. Whether you have one kid or six, you're a dog mom, or you feel like your partner's mom, things can get messy. I'm for sure an awkward mom, navigating all the growing pains that come along with millennial mom life. Feel stuck in an identity crisis? Feel like your life lacks direction? Goals feel distant? Well, you're not alone tune in every wednesday as i go through the crazy coaster called life with you this podcast celebrates motherhood in all forms for exactly what it is awkward i'm your host lola nicole grab yourself a glass of water or wine whichever suits your day and get ready because the awkward mom stage starts now Hey y'all and welcome back to the podcast if you're new here hello how are you I'm Lola and welcome to the awkward mom stage and if you're back for another episode thank you so much for supporting the show today's episode I've got an amazing guest Madison Rose she's a manifestation mentor and helps women unlock a success mindset she's also the mentoree and now good friend of Bob Proctor whom you may know from the secret So, she's definitely a manifestation queen and the perfect woman to talk to today, all about manifestation and what manifestation mentoring really entails. So, grab a cup of coffee, tea, or water, and let's get chatting with Madison Rose.
0: Thanks so much for having me. So, for those of you that are listening, my name's Madison Rose. I started in personal development, mindset, and manifestation when I was 19. I was a college grad, a recent college grad. I had no idea what my purpose or passion or direction really was. I had no clarity or no real calling, so to speak. And so I embarked on a six month journey, diving really deep into myself, understanding who I am, what I wanted um, and who I wanted to be here. And I had a mentor by the name of Bob Proctor, who some of you may know, he was in the movie, The Secret. Um, I was a mentee of him for three years. Now we're close friends. But those first six months, I really changed everything about myself and my life and really reinvented myself. And um, one of the biggest goals that I had during that phase of my life was to get my dream car. And I used that as a testament to whether the law of attraction worked or not. And six months had passed and I was driving off the lot with my brand new Range Rover Velar at the time. And uh, it was at that point where I really dedicated the rest of my life to helping people understand the information that we're not taught in schools that's so pivotal to achieving the success that you're wanting. So fast forward five years, I'm now 25 years old, I still do that. I learn it, teach it, breathe it, live it every single day um and I'm still a law of attraction, mindset, and manifestation, mentor, coach, whatever you want to say. I'm glad to be here.
1: Wow, that's that's actually amazing. I've read The Secret like four times. I've watched The Secret on Netflix. I just read The Magic like I want to say like last month, so yeah, I love that whole My mom was actually the one, like, years ago that told me about it. And I was like, eh, whatever. Like, I was young and I was like, eh, that sounds stupid. And then later on in life, I like stumbled upon it and I was like, this is amazing. Why didn't I listen to my mom?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a likely story for most people. When you're little, you don't really, it's not important. You don't really care too much about success. Um, You're just having fun. So you don't really care. Right. But thankfully, um, I I had the same mentality as you did. I was like, this is stupid. This isn't going to work for me. Like, well, if it's so important and it's so right, then why isn't it taught in schools? It didn't make sense to me. Right. But um, I got to a phase in my life where I was like, well, I don't know what else I'm going to do. And I don't want to work in corporate. And I don't want a hard life. I want to create a really beautiful experience for myself. And that was the only information around me, obviously, through Bob at the time that um, I could really grab onto and start studying and confide in or something.
1: Do you like remember kind of the first thing that made you get into manifestation, like manifesting? Do you remember like what kind of made you go in that direction?
0: Yeah. So my dad had, my dad was by trade a mechanical engineer forever um, for the better half of my little life. And he was very analytical, very mechanical. And so I was Raised to pretty much be the same, I was a see it to believe it kind of girl. Most people are because we're programmed to be that way. Right. Um, but I think it was seeing the transformation my dad. So my dad had used the information before I did, and in one year he had completely become a different person. I remember his construction business at the time. He's since let go of it, but at the time he had a construction business and it was doing well. I mean, but by the eyes of Society. He was doing very well. You know, he's a successful businessman. Um, but in one year after studying with Bob, he had brought that business from under a million to over twelve. Wow. And he had completely become a different person. I mean, in the best way. And so seeing someone so close to you have that much of a transformation it causes you to be like, wait, what the heck is going on? Right. So I decided to say, well, I don't know what I don't know, and I don't believe it can work for me. However. I had seen it work for so many people that I was like, what the hell do I have to lose? So I kind of just bit the bullet and surrendered to the process that I had in front of me at the time.
1: Awesome. I feel like for me, manifestation was always like, okay, there's there's some people that will be like, yeah, to manifest it, you just seeing is believing. Like, I don't believe in any of that. If I can't, if it's not tangible, don't talk to me about it. For you. So that was me in the beginning. And then I started, like, talking to people that had actually, like, manifested things. And I'm like, okay, but, like, what help did you have? Like, what did you do behind the scenes for this to happen? And now you're just saying that it's manifestation. And I feel like it's a lot more work involved than just, this is what I want, and then you write it down 12 times, and then you believe it, and then it happens. What do you, as a manifestation mentor, how do you kind of get people out of that disbelieving mindset?
0: Yeah, that's a really great question, and I can answer it well, because I was in that exact same place. Like, I was (laughs) the biggest skeptic. Um, Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not our fault either, right? If you think about how we're raised, we grow up, and we hear people say, Lola, look at that. Lola, did you see what happened over here? Lola, did you hear this? So we're born in programs to be very physical. Right. Like we're programmed to, to live through our five senses, not our mind in our imagination, right? We shut that down early on right. in education where we were taught to shut up, stop talking and pay attention and take notes about freaking math class. So right. we're taught to suppress the very tools, which is ironic, uh, we're trying to suppress the very tools that manifestation relies on, like our imagination. That's where everything starts is the fantasies that you can see in your mind. I don't want to go off topic. I forget what what it was. You're saying, what do I tell people who are super mechanical and don't believe? Right. Okay, so here we go. Best thing I have to paint the picture is if you pick up anything around you right now, like this phone, and you think about how this phone works and like all the stuff that it can do, I could pick it up and I can call you. I can. Take a picture and send it to someone. I, can, I just printed and scanned like a bunch of bank documents off my phone with my printer. I was like, what? This is so cool. <laughs> um, it could just do so much. And if someone were to say to me right now, Maddie, create the iPhone, I'd be like, what the hell? I don't know where to begin. Like, that's impossible to create right. a, a thing that I could hold in my hand that I can scan documents and can call people and take pictures. Like, what? I wouldn't know where to begin. However, at one point in time, Steve Jobs had this image in his mind right and he had a dream or a vision or a belief that at one point in time he would have everybody in the world holding his device and that he was going to monopolize cell phones apple so it didn't start as a thing it started as a thought everything right. starts as a thought including like i don't know this is my dog's stimulator collar that i have but like this candle books phones computers i mean technology it's it's crazy right flight airplanes the wright brothers like Everything starts as a thought in someone's mind.
1: Right.
0: But the kicker is the way to get it or create it or experience it was always here. Like flight was always here. iPhones were always here. We just weren't aware of how to create them. Right. Until someone had the thought in their mind that for whatever reason, they were an unconscious competent and believed they could. Most people don't believe they can, and so they don't. But for whatever reason, these early, you know, pioneers—you could say, or inventors, or whatever you want to call them—believed that they could, and they did, and they unconsciously manifested. So I like to take the woo-woo out of it and just say it's freaking physics. It's just creation. It's how anything is created. Um, look at money. I mean, the creation process of of money being manufactured in a factory—it's the same thing. Your goals, your dreams, your desires, your wants—it's the same thing. It's just We can't see the product line of how it's created because it's all in here. No different than building a house from start to scratch, start to finish. Same process. We just can't see it. So it requires you to believe in the unseen.
1: Yeah. When you think about an architect, he thinks about, he or she thinks about what they're going to draw or they kind of visualize something. They go to that spot or wherever the home or whatever's being built and they kind of just visualize for a little bit so yeah when you think about it your your mind creates it first really
0: Mm -hmm. it's just we're we're way more familiar with those processes so we're saying like yeah of course you can do that yeah of course you can go to college yeah take out six figures of debt and go to college yeah do that we get the process right we're so familiar with the process that we say yeah everyone can do it and so because we grew up hearing that certain things are easy and possible then they become easy and possible, and we easily manifest them and, and experience them. Right. But it's the stuff that you don't have and the stuff that you were programmed not to have and the stuff that you were told is hard to get, that people have a hard time manifesting because they've got all these blocks stacked up against their belief that they can do it easily. That's all it is. It's very simple.
1: Do you feel like self-esteem has a lot to do with, with like how well you manifest?
0: Self-esteem is, in my opinion, how one looks at self, like one's perception of self, right? Mm -hmm. So your perception of self has everything to do with how you manifest, because your perception of self essentially is saying what you believe to be true about what's possible for you. Like it's your opinion on how well you're doing in life and how well you can do in life. So, yeah, if you don't think that you can do well, if you don't think that you're worthy of money, if you don't think that you're creative or you don't think that you're inventive or smart or able then yeah your perception of self totally creates your reality you live it out every single day people's self esteem is what shows up in their results it's people's self esteem is is the reflection of how they show up right so if someone's really timid and shy when they meet you you could break down their whole entire internal self esteem right there right Cause it's just a reflection of what's going on inside and it's going to show up in every single bucket of their life. So yeah, you're spot on.
1: So I guess for everyone wondering what is a manifestation mentor, like how do you, what role does that entail for you?
0: Yeah. The, the way that I look at myself is just an educator. I don't say that online because it's not fun and fancy and flashy. People (laughs) don't really care about education, right? They think it's boring. Um, the problem without going a little bit of a tangent here because the school system just really pisses me off, but education in and of itself, right, is is the ability for someone to get what they want without hurting or violating the rights of others. An educated person, in, in my opinion, is someone who can get whatever it is that they're wanting, create whatever it is that, that they're wanting to create without violating or hurting the rights of others. That's educa- That's an educated person. This is why you see people who aren't that book smart that are multi-billionaires. How does that make sense? Right? Because school defines education as how much you know and how you pass a test. That doesn't apply in the real world. The real world does not give a shit about how much you know. They care about what you do and how you show up. Right? Right. So I like to look at myself as just an educator, truly, of helping people get what they want without hurting or violating the rights of others. That's what I do. And... When we break that down further, yeah, you, you've got to know the process of turning a thought into a thing, which people call manifestation. Um, there's a lot of buzzwords right now, like alignment, manifestation, energy, like blocks, breakthrough. To me, it's all a lot of fluff. This stuff is actually just very, very simple. You are programmed to be one way. And in order to get what you want, you've got to rewire your brain. That's it. It's physics it's not this magical process. It's, it's, it's just like gravity, right? Like we can't see gravity, I can't hold gravity. I don't even know why we have gravity or where it comes from, but I have been taught through trial and error, right? As a little baby, you're walking around, you're falling over, you're bumping into shit, you're tumbling downstairs. You learn to work in harmony with the law of gravity, even though right. you can't see it. But because it has such a physical effect on our bodies, with aging and everything, we learn how to work with it to create a beautiful experience here. Otherwise, we'd be walking around falling off of buildings and stuff and dying unintentionally. Right. So the law of attraction is no different. It's just the law, just like the law of gravity. It's just it doesn't always work as it's not as a dramatic impact. So you don't learn from it that quickly. Like gravity, right? You jump off a build. I mean, you fall off a, jump off a building, you're gone. But fall off a little sidewalk, out. Like it teaches you, okay, don't walk off bumps because you're probably going to get hurt. Like instant learning experience. The law of attraction, we dismiss it as coincidences or we dismiss it as uh, I've got bad luck or that person is just successful or misery loves company or these cliches that are thrown around. But it's all words to describe the truth, which is the law of attraction at work. And what I like to say to people is, you know, if we didn't know about, if not knowing about the law of gravity could kill us, literally, then what do we think not understanding fully how to work in harmony with the law of attraction is doing to us every single day? Right. Creating chaos in our lives. We don't even know we're doing it to ourselves because it's not taught in schools.
1: I think that was my main thing was just like negative thinking towards manifestation that kind of like Mm -hmm. held me back from it when when would someone normally like seek out a manifestation mentor like is it when they just can't manifest anything at all or they never have or they have and then it just stopped happening like when do they come to you
0: if you don't understand why you're getting the results that you're getting then you should start studying with me that's how I look at it because if if you're really successful but you don't really know how you got there except for what you physically did, you're in a scary place. Because God forbid something external happens like Corona Shmona or, I don't know, the housing market or whatever, stock market, there's a bunch of crazy stuff right now. God forbid something external happens and takes it away from you because you didn't know how to create it yourself from here out, but you were out in. You just happened to be in a good environment that supported And you were able to look outside and believe in what was outside. The second that that changes, your belief is in the mechanical. Your belief is in the manifested. And that's a scary place to be because if it all gets swept up, swept out from underneath you, you don't know how to create it from here outside. Right. This is why you see um, people that win the lottery. They're like, oh, my God, I won the lottery. And all the money just gets flushed out the back door. They have no idea what to do with it. Right. They weren't up to speed with it. They didn't know how to ex- exist with that kind of money, and so they manifest the loss of it. Law of attraction takes it away from them. They're just not a match for it. Everything's energy. Everything's vibration. Everything's moving. Um, I think this stuff, I'm actually getting into school systems now um, in, in the Georgia area, but I think this stuff should be taught to eighth graders. Yeah. I think it should be taught in schools. I think that it should be mainstream. I think that it will be one day. It's just not right now. There's a lot of stigma and like you said, like false um, notions about it. Right. Because it's so fluffed up on the internet and made to seem like this ethereal thing that you either have or you don't have. Like we're always all manifesting. Like the word manifest sounds ethereal in and of itself. But if you can just understand that you have a mind and whether you want to learn about it or not, you're already doing it, we might as well learn about it. Right. You know what I mean? It's no different than gravity. Like if it's here and we can't do anything about it and despite knowing or not knowing about it, it's going to work against us or with us, then we might as well get on its side and figure out how to work with it. Right. That's kind of how I look at law of attraction.
1: So what would you say to someone, I guess, well it would be naysayers all over, I guess, that would say, okay, well, if manifestation was real, then wouldn't everyone be millionaires? If they just thought about, well, I want to be a millionaire, and then they just manifested it. Couldn't everyone Mm -hmm. be a millionaire?
0: So manifestation is not instant, right? Although it can be, but generally it's really not. Um, And so what happens is, because people don't understand their conscious and their subconscious mind, they don't understand their higher mental faculties of imagination and intuition and reason and willpower, um, perception. These are higher mental faculties that we have within the workings of our mind that we're not taught how to use or how to strengthen. Um, We're taught to use our five physical senses. And so if someone says, oh, I'm gonna try to manifest and they just think a thought one time, It's a fleeting thought. It's not going to have any weight on your reality. Um, The problem is most people say that they want this great grandeur life. But then in the quiet space of their mind, they're thinking about the debt that's coming in or the bills that they've got to pay or the coronavirus or the government taking over everything or all of this negative stuff. In the secrets, in the quiet space of their mind, they're worrying all the time about how things are going to happen, how things are going to unfold, and how things are going to work out for them, or if they even are. So out loud, into your face, they might say, I want X, Y, Z, because it hasn't happened yet, the manifestation is bullshit. But you don't know, we don't know what they're thinking in the quiet space of their mind. And it's not the fleeting thoughts that manifest, it's the dominant thoughts that are mixed with emotion that manifest into your world. Right. So people just don't understand it.
1: I think it's so funny because when I think about it, manifesting was in front of me the whole time, like because my my husband, he's not really like into like oh manifestation, all of that, but he is a positive thinker. So Mm -hmm. you would like he it doesn't matter what it is, he's like, Oh, I want a go kart. Three weeks later, he's got a new go kart. It's like whatever he likes or thinks about, or he's like that. I, I want that. Eventually, he gets it, and you're like, how? How? Like, where? Where is this coming from? And then I look at me, like, okay, well, I've been manifest, manifesting X, Y, Z, and it just isn't. It's not. It's not happening. And then I just had to really think, like, okay, but am I thinking? about other things that could stop that from happening while also trying to manifest whatever it is that i'm trying to manifest
0: totally my rule of thumb to like make it this is the best way that i could probably ever say it is i do a really great job and i teach my students really well on this one principle and if everyone could just adopt this one thing it's a lot harder it's a lot easier said than done Um, that's why you need like accountability and like a system to follow. Like I did, because I was just like you a few years back or whatever the space is that you're, you're telling me about, I was the same way. Um, but that principle is that if what I'm thinking does not support where it is that I'm wanting to go, then it's a lie. And I don't try to stop thinking about it. I just see it. I acknowledge it and I move on. Um, that's it you don't dwell on the thoughts that you're not wanting. If you don't want to experience something, you have no business thinking about it. Because once you understand the pipeline of how a thought turns into a thing, the earlier you catch it, the better off you are at not experiencing it. So the problem is that people start thinking a thing, and then what happens is law of attraction goes to work with them, And because they're thinking about debt, they start attracting other people who are talking about debt. They start attracting people who support their belief that debt is bad. They start attracting all of these things around them to prove them right about bad debt, about debt being bad, about it being hard to get out of, et cetera, et cetera. And so then they say things like, well, I don't want debt and I've been manifesting no debt, but it hasn't been working. I've been getting more of it and everyone's proving me right. So law of attraction is balagna. But of attraction is not your mom, it's not your dad, it doesn't care about you. Gravity doesn't care about you. <clears throat> Dare I say, God doesn't really care either. It can only work to and through what you're allowing, that's it. So if you're thinking it, whether you want it or you don't want it, and you're thinking it, you're gonna experience it. So if you could just think thoughts that align with what you say that you want, and be a gatekeeper to the thoughts that you're thinking, you'll be well on your way to experiencing a more aligned future with what you're saying that you're wanting.
1: Right. I was listening to your podcast and Mm -hmm. I believe it was a masterclass I was listening to Mm -hmm. that you had on there. Is that kind of what someone would expect out of like mentorship? Do you have those like often in your mentorship?
0: No. So the masterclasses, that's what I do for free. I do a lot of free content because I know that when I was in a space where I wasn't ready to invest in myself and I wasn't behind it enough, I needed free content to consume until I was ready. So I'll never stop creating free content. I have a masterclass every single month that anyone can attend for free inside of a Facebook group. So that's probably what you're listening to. Um, Once I step into the container, it's a six month transformational program. It's actually the first program that I went through I haven't changed it one bit. I partnered with Bob Proctor on it. I haven't changed it at all because it served me so well when I was in that space. Now I wouldn't, I still study it to teach it, but I wouldn't study it in the space that I am now to get to my next level,
1: okay.
0: but I don't change it because it works so well for me when I was in the space that I was in. And I know that women. I'm more so more so focused on, on women. I just attract women, but I'm open to working with men as well. Um, I just find that it connects with them where they're at right. and brings them on a similar journey that I went on when I was in that space. So it's a six month program. There's so much accountability. They have 24, seven access to a, um, we use WhatsApp. It's a WhatsApp text thread where they can communicate with each other. I don't really allow over a hundred people to be in the container because I feel like over that it takes away from intimacy. Um, and they have two calls a week, so much accountability. And then they're studying the program on their own every single day, twice a day. Okay. So it's built in a scientific way that's that's um, based on over 50 plus years of research. And it's built so that it literally reprograms the wirings of your mind, like literally the neuro, neural pathways in your brain to think differently so that okay. you can experience a different outcome. So everything that I do is backed by evidence because that's where I came from um so that's how I base everything it's based off of how we learn and how we reprogram our minds because the fact of the matter is you can know all the manifestation tools and tricks and tips but if you don't know how to reprogram your subconscious mind then that's like that's like the last gatekeeper of what you're wanting to occur and if it's not if it's not um cleared and prepped and primed with believing that what you want is possible then it won't happen right so that's the deep work when people talk about the deep inner work like that's all it is it's just reprogramming your subconscious mind and you do that through repetition of the right information over time that's why it's six months
1: okay because I, I think I heard the episode you did on mental health manifesting yeah you were talking about um you can kind of take anyone from any background and kind of reprogram their subconscious. Mm-hmm. So reprogramming their subconscious is really just like reprogramming the mind and how they see the world.
0: So in your subconscious mind, you want to think about your subconscious as like a data storage center. And if you think about like a computer, right, uh, like Microsoft 10 or something, right, it has like a certain software that allows it to operate a certain way. Right. So our subconscious mind is just like that. Our software, though, is built from the ages of zero to about eight years old. And so whatever was going on around you was programmed into your software. And unless you learn how to update your software or rewire your software, then most people at the age of eight, their software is like solidified, patented. And then from that age on, they operate based off of that early programming. Okay. So if you grow up hearing something like money's hard to earn, which most of us grew up hearing that, right, then that becomes a program. To get Microsoft 15, you can't just go work in Microsoft 10 and try to force it to be 15. Like that's just not going to happen. Right. You've literally got to update the system. You've got to put in a new system. You've got to rewire it. You've got to update it, install a new one. That's what reprogram the subconscious is. Best analogy that I have to explain it but yeah, we're on autopilot 96% of the time.
1: That actually makes a lot of sense because when I think about it growing up, that was all I heard was like, money doesn't grow on trees. Money is hard to earn. When, when you start working, you better save, 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 like make sure you have a steady, safe job. Sure. Like it was always Life was just so stressful already. And I was like, oh, is this what people are waiting for? Like, to half die to get a couple dollars to pay their bills like this sounds terrible (laughs) so growing up that's all I thought about was like it's gonna be so hard Mm. to get to this amount of money or this size home or this car because money doesn't grow on trees money's hard to earn money's hard to
0: get yeah and the worst part about it is that it's not that hard to change it And experience a totally new reality. Right. I changed my entire life experiences in six months and continue to do so. I build upon it. But most people are 60, 70 years old, still operating off of their eight-year-old system. Right. Because they just don't know how to change it. And it's no one's fault. It's not our parents' fault. They don't know better. They're operating off of their system that they got up until they were eight years old. <laughs> so this is where, like, people say generational curses. Right. It's just generational programming that was never fixed <laughs> or improved upon. That's all that it is. It all lives in the subconscious mind. So powerful.
1: Yeah, that makes so much sense. I think that's just like, oh, yeah, light bulb, like, that makes yeah. so much sense. Like, that's all I've been hearing. So obviously, that's all you're gonna think, because that's, that's all you've heard and Mm -hmm. even with imagination like I had the best imagination I still do like as a child my imagination got me through a lot and adults would just be like okay well you're at this age now so you've got to stop you know with the fantasies and all this stuff and you have to grow up and blah 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 and and you hear that and after a while you're like oh okay yeah like imagining things is for babies like that's not what you do like you're supposed to struggle for this money now you're an adult so yeah I think that makes a lot of sense like
0: isn't that awful I had I had the same literally the same belief like I remember thinking oh my god adulting sounds so hard it sounds like it sucks it sounds like it's responsibility all the time yeah I was like gosh damn like why would anyone want to grow up
1: yeah, and like kids want to grow up so fast now. It's like no, like I don't think you're. Did you not hear what they said about like
0: struggling for yes! money and
1: everything else? Like I don't <laughs> yeah. want to do that. So I think some kids they just don't lose that like imagination. Like with our kids, we try and encourage them to still like be as imaginative as you want to for as long as you want to. Because
0: Absolutely.
1: when I mean your mind can create so many great things. We've seen people do it. All the time. So, just me knowing what it feels like to kind of have your imagination and the things that you want and your dreams kind of stifled because people are like, that's not going to happen. It's not possible. I know what that feels like. So, I don't want to then put that on my kids like, no, you have to do this and you have to do this because life is hard. When now we're seeing, even especially now more than ever, that. It's not that hard. Like if you put work into something that you love, you should in turn be able to do what you love and get paid and be perfectly fine and happy with what you're doing. You don't have to stick to the nine to five or whatever people say you have to do because it's so hard and life is so terrible.
0: Yeah. So you just made me think of something that I think is relevant that's coming up that I'll I'll share um when I was little, I used to dress up as a princess all the time. And I would wear crowns around the house and I wanted to be Ariel and Cinderella. I was obsessed with princesses, like obsessed. Um now and I had forgotten about it. But now when my clients sign up for their program, they get a crown.
1: Oh, that's pretty. I love that. And
0: I've got sixty year old women wearing this around their house. <laughs> And that crown has generated what almost a million dollars in revenue and sales. And it was a childhood fantasy.
1: Yeah.
0: I found a picture the other day of my little self in a crown with a wand. And I was like, no kidding. (laughs) Children are so more awake than most adults. Yeah. Um, And to suppress that is a tragedy. Mm -hmm. You should be learning from, I mean, I don't have kids yet, but learning from them, seeing where their mind goes, allowing them to fail, allowing them to figure out things. You know, if they ask you about hard questions, like explore it with them. Well, what would that look like? And what would you do? And what would you choose? And if you choose, if you chose that, what would happen? What do you think would happen? And let them explore because they're so, uh, they're so brilliant.
1: now I feel that it's getting a little better. People encouraging like the younger generations to do you know what it is that they want to do or to be happy i feel like it is definitely a learned behavior especially in earlier generations like of how life can be so hard and i feel like now it's becoming a thing where people are like no like i can be happy and i'm going to be happy with doing what i want to do i'm not going to make you i'm not going to let you force me to work somewhere or be somewhere that I don't I don't want to I want to live my dreams and I feel like now it's becoming kind of more open and like a welcome thing like oh okay that's kind of normal I I remember when kind of uh, content creators and social media and stuff kind of just became a thing and people were like what that's not a job get a real job and it's like well they're still like paying taxes and stuff and obviously they have a roof over their head so I'm I'm thinking it's a job. It just looks like they're enjoying it. And I think that was hard for people because they were like, well, wait a minute. They're enjoying that too much. That looks way too fun. They can't, that can't be real because that's not work. Work is not fun. Money is not fun. So that, that can't be real. So I feel like nowadays it's becoming a little more mainstream for people to be like, oh, okay, that is, that is a thing that I can do or aspire to do now.
0: Absolutely. And I think social media, as much as it has negative, it also has a lot of positive because it's, it's um, opening up the doors and shining a light on what's possible for younger and younger and younger generations. Right. So although it has negative effects, for sure, um, it also has equally as much positive.
1: Yeah, I feel like with social media, it's it can it can be, you know, your best friend or your worst enemy, but I feel like people just really have to kind of learn how to separate reality from, like, everything you see on the internet is not the end-all be-all, and I think some people have a really hard time with that, so that's kind of what makes it seem like a lot of this stuff isn't real, because we've been program to feel like if it feels good it's not it's not right like you're
0: which is awful right because feeling is the secret to right. getting everything that you're wanting so we didn't go into vibration or feeling or anything but it's a whole nother podcast but it's it's your feeling is your inner guide something feels terrible run right run run <laughs> like as fast as you fucking can. Your feeling is your guide to what is on your path of alignment and what is not. Right. So if you're about to make a decision and you're like there's a difference between feeling like, "Oh my god, I don't want to do this" and feeling like, "I'm scared but I want to." Right. When you're scared and you want to, push through the fear and do it anyway. That makes sense there. But most people don't know how to differentiate between actual like bad feeling and just a little bit of fear right there's a difference there um but your feeling is your guide feeling is a secret that's a book by i think neville goddard or thomas troward feeling is a secret short read
1: okay what would you say your favorite part of your job is
0: uh turning the lights on for people um i study this stuff every day and it fascinates me so much I love seeing people say, oh my God, that's why I'm like that. Oh my God, that's how I did that. Oh my God, okay, I've done this before. I can do it again. Um, I love liberating people from the chains of what they thought they had to do and how they thought they had to be. One of my favorite things is showing women how there's nothing wrong with them. There's, they're not flawed. And teaching them how to work with themselves from a very feminine way in order to manifest their, the life that they're wanting, versus trying to force themselves into this very mechanical masculine way of being. Um, I have a lot of favorite things about what I do. I love what I do. It's the best, in my opinion. It's the best work there is.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I would assume that would be like a fun part because I, I kind of had that aha moment during this conversation. I'm like, wait a minute, that's how. That's how my childhood was, so I can imagine, (laughs) Yeah, you see that every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. It's a constant reminder of how much it's needed, Um, and there's nothing better than seeing women be empowered through money. It's it's really cool. Um, One of my students had their first 25K month. Another one had their first 100K month, and to see where they start and where they end up, And to hear them all say, I'm not doing anything more than what I was doing before. And I might have did a few things because I was inspired to, but like, I'm not working harder. I'm actually working less. Right. There's, yeah, it's, yeah, there's no better feeling than that. (laughs) Yeah, especially
1: because I feel like society especially makes women feel almost, well, guilty for like earning money, wanting money. Like, they just, I see women, especially women that are, there are some single single moms, whatever, that are successful, and they don't have a significant other or whatever, and people are just like, oh, well, you're just, you're working too hard, and you're focused on money, and you should be focused on this, and it's like, why can't, why can't women love money? Why can't I love my family and my kids and my money? Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand why there has to be a disconnect with women especially and money like with men and money it's always like power and you know whatever and with men or with women it's like oh well I mean if you get a husband that you know makes good money you'll be able to stay home and it's like okay but what if that's not what I want to do like what if Mm -hmm. I want to make the money what if I want to be the husband you know like share like what if I want to be the rich man Mm -hmm. and now again I feel like with younger generations is becoming a thing where women are like, no, like I want mine. Like I want my own. I want my name to be the one on this. I want to own this. I want stocks. Like I've seen so many women, especially women of color and, and just stay at home moms starting to be like, no, I want to invest. I want to put something in my name. I want to make sure that I'm good, you know? And I feel like now it's becoming a thing where women are are finally being seen like, oh, okay, like, she can have it all. She can love her family and her kids and still love her nails and her hair and her car and her job and what she does. Like, you're not a terrible person or less of a person because you enjoy the finer things. That's that's not a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love what you're saying. I'm a big proponent of and or both. So I can do this and this or I don't know what I want, so I'm going to do both. Um, I love the wealthy experience and that's not always about money. It's, it's the whole picture. Like you're saying, it's, it's the love, you know, it's the, I used to have this belief that, you know, if I was going to be wildly successful and profitable, that I would never find a man that would feel okay with that and be a true partner in that with me. Right. And that was an early on belief for me that I had to break through, um, and now I have the love of my life. We've been together for a year and a half now. And it's not threatened by my success. He cheers me on. He's my biggest cheerleader. He's pursuing his dreams. He's going to be a, uh, he's a really big in baseball. He's going to be a pro MLB coach. Um, he's pursuing his stuff. I'm pursuing mine. It's just, yeah, freeing yourself from thinking that you have to sacrifice anything in order to have more of one thing. Right. it's this or both it's and or both i mean you can have it all you really can that's why we're here we're not here to fucking struggle i mean come right. on whose belief is that like who who bought off on that first let me know <laughs> Jeez, you know i get why people believe that but
1: yeah i mean for the longest that was the only thing people believed so now that it's becoming something that people are kind of pushing the narrative like no we can be this way too i think it's it's starting to get better, but I would have, I mean, there's still going to be naysayers and all of that. So what do you feel like the most difficult part of your job is?
0: So I used to fight for everyone that I talked to. If I would get on a call with someone or if someone wanted to work with me, I would, you know, obviously there's an investment part of it, um, for people to be, have some skin in the game and be invested in, in actually making it work for themselves. There's this information in libraries all over the world. The libraries are empty. So you've got to exchange some kind of energy in order to get something out of it. And I love to play with financial exchanges. So um, I used to get on anytime and talk to someone or get on the call, I would try to, I would, I would try to get them to the realization that like they need to do this now. Because I know that if I didn't start studying when I did, I would, oh my God, I I just have no idea what I'd be doing right now. I have no idea what my life would look like. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, and I know what it's done for me. So I had a really hard time letting go of people in the sense of they wouldn't want to study or understand this stuff. Right. And kind of beat myself up over it because I would think, what did I not say to help them understand that they need this yesterday? Right. And so I've let that go since, but that was probably the hardest thing for me was seeing people, talking to people that weren't even near or around the space that they needed to be in in order to hear how this could help their life. Right. So that was hard for me. And that's still hard for me. Um, There's a saying, you can't get broke enough to help broke people. You can't get sick enough to help sick people. And you can't get whatever, dumb enough to help dumb people. Essentially it means that you've got to lead with your light. You've got to become the best version of yourself. And when people start to catch on and they're getting hot, then you can then they can run with you. But you cannot you can't spend too much time in the depths because then you'll become part of it and then you can't help anyone. Right. That was hard for me. It's still hard for me sometimes. So I want to help everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're in a field where like helping and like life things that are life-changing are in your job description and then you want everyone to kind of feel that so when they don't it's kind of like disheartening like oh no like you should feel this too like please
0: yeah like, yeah, like if someone's not enjoying their life or they feel stressed or they're just lost or not happy like
1: right it's a tragedy so I love wrapping up an episode with getting to know something fun about my guests
0: Okay. So I
1: have some questions. So the first is, what's your top book recommendations?
0: Mm. Recommendations? Plural?
1: Yeah, recommendation, recommendation.
0: Okay. So, let me see. Mm, number one will probably be The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. I don't know if I'm butchering her name, but amazing book. Number two but tied with it would be You Two Can Be Prosperous by Robert A. Russell. Yeah, those two will will start to open up. Now, if someone's not <clears throat> if this is your first time hearing this information, I would start with watching the movie The Secret.
1: The Secret, yeah, that's that's a really good one. I loved it. It was actually weird because I had read the book years prior. And then when it came out on Netflix, it was almost like it was like a something I had never seen or heard before because of the way it was done. I think visualizing it for me was a lot different than just like reading it in a book. So, yes. you can either do the book or you can do the movie. But I think if you're really good at visualizing things, the movie is definitely a, a great way to go.
0: Absolutely. And there's, you know, YouTube videos. Um, you can get the Audible version of almost any and every book now. Um and if you're a visual person, like I said, I have a free Facebook group where you could just stay in there forever and absorb all the free stuff. It's every month we do a masterclass.
1: Okay. And then what are three silly mistakes you feel you should have avoided?
0: Mm, three silly mistakes I should have avoided. Um, so it's funny because this kind of contradicts my belief about my experience here. I don't believe in mistakes. So it's a funny question for me. But if I look back and there's like, I'm mean, thinking about like like the word silly. Uh, I love that word. A lighter one, a lighter mistake, I guess would be doing things that I know I don't want to do. Like, but that's not really a mistake. It's just like a silly decision. Always sticking up for what you feel you want to do. Not allowing other people's agendas to control your agenda is so important. And I could view that as maybe, you know, I've made a few silly mistakes there of like people pleasing, like doing things to make people happy. When right know that I actually don't want to be there at all so yeah that's one silly mistake I cut my hair one time I hated it
1: <laughs> <Pretty sure laughs> at home like dude, a home
0: haircut no like I cut I went to the salon and I cut it short oh okay like, if you've got a round face I mean you just know like you just don't cut your hair short so I did that that was a silly mistake <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: think, I think everyone has like a bangs or like a haircut hair oh, yeah. story that they're just like they try and keep it in the closet because like, please don't <laughs> don't bring it back up
0: yeah absolutely so yeah I think those are mine I had to think of too
1: <laughs> well this has been so much fun Madison I want everyone listening so that they're able to like find you if they want to join the master class if they want to work with you um, do you have any upcoming projects or anything and how they can find you on social media as well?
0: Yeah. So on pretty much everything, it's Madison Rose on Instagram. It's official Madison Rose. I tried to get the original um, handle from a girl. Last time she posted was in 2012. And I'm just like, really? So if you know her, Madison Rose on Instagram, <laughs> I want her handle and I will pay for it. <laughs> um, but no, it's official Madison Rose on on Instagram. The masterclass Facebook group is Mindset Mastery for Female Entrepreneurs on Facebook. We have masterclasses in there, normally the third week of every month. Normally, they're a three-day or a five-day masterclass. I have a podcast called Manifesting Made Simple that you could tune into um, as another resource to consume this kind of content. Um, And I'm right now working on a new program called Manifestation Bible. That brings together God, universe, and science, all the things, and helps people believe in something and then gives them all the different methods of manifestation and uh, teaches them how to do every single one so that they can pick the ones that work best for them and intentionally manifest whatever it is that they're wanting. So working on that now, that's super exciting. And if you're in the Facebook group, you'll know when that launches.
1: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Madison. This has been so great getting to know you and more about what you do. And what a manifestation mentor really is because I've been getting more into manifestation and like learning more about it but I hadn't really heard much about man you hear so much about like coaches and mentors for everything else I hadn't really heard of many for manifestation so I think that's really great that there is like a mentorship for people that are looking to get more help in learning how to manifest their life
0: yeah beautiful well thanks Lola thank you so much this is awesome
1: No problem. Thank you so much for being on. And guys, I will leave all of Madison's information in the show notes so you can check her out and get your manifestation on. Thank you so much for listening. And I will check you guys in the next episode. That's it for this episode, y'all. I hope this has helped you learn and understand more about what a manifestation mentor is and getting to know Madison a little bit more. I learned so much today and I'm so honored to have her as a guest on the show. So thank you again, Madison. I will leave all of Madison's information in the show notes. And guys, let me just say, I attended a masterclass and it was great. So definitely check it out.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode on Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose. If today's episode rang true for you, I only ask one thing. Please screenshot, tag, and share your biggest aha moment with me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear. Until next time, hold your head, thoughts, and vibrations high.